So Pringles aren't potato chips in America. They're potato crisps because they uh, don't have enough potato in them. The concept as a potato chip. It's supposed to potato chip is like a whole potato like section. Yeah, it's a slice. Deep fried and whatnot. Now, in England... They're also not potato chips or potato crisps because crisp is technically the term they use for potato chips over in England. So it's not a technically a potato crisp over there because that's a constitute for them to be the crisp on that end. And also chips or French fries over in England. So I don't even know so what, what is called. a Pringle in England. I don't know. I didn't go to Burger King. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the newest comic duo. Davis, a dabbler in many disciplines with a voice that can soothe and persuade. Mike, a fanatical specialist with a mouth like a bullhorn, fueled by strong opinions and a compulsion to share them with microphones and comics in hand. They are Jacks of Trades. If Donnie was here, he would get it, because that's from Pulp Fiction. Because that's the whole thing uh, about, what do they what do they call a big, oh, that's what, what right. do they call a Whopper? Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go, go to Burger King. King. Hey, everybody, I'm Mike. And I'm Davis. And this is Jacks of Trades. On Jacks of Trades, we read, review, and rate a trade paperback or graphic novel from major and indie comic publishers. We're not experts. We just love hanging out and talking about comics. How you doing, Davis? I'm doing okay. Yeah? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah uh, doing better? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we started recording earlier this morning, and you ever have one of those times where you're hungover and you you you're, you you feel like you're gonna throw up and you start sweating, but you're in your car in front of your apartment complex and you don't want to have to clean that up later, so you just sit there and just mentally focus so you don't throw up. Everything until the don't throw up part, because I can't not do that. I just oh, I just comes I, out of me. It's awful. I I did it. Th- I did it this morning. I just sat there and I focused, and I just you know. No, you're not going to throw up. You're not going to throw up. Mind you're over not. Matter, Davis. You are not. You are. You are a fat cock champion. You are not going to throw up. That's the term we're going with. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I've realized that I'm just going to. St- whenever someone accomplishes anything, whether they are man, woman, child, um, uh, this call them a fat cock champion because well. That it's, it's it's not it's not saying that having a fat cock makes you a champion. It's that you're a champion who also happens to have a fat cock. I feel like that could be like an old English reference. Like in the 1400s, it was a sign of wealth to have oh. a large male chicken. Oh, he won the he won the biggest chicken contest. Oh, that's on this man. In in old Williamstown Shire. <laughs> Welcome to digging Davis out of his comments. So today we are covering dark matters, which uh, is a little different for us. Um, this one is a uh, an indie book, and the writer actually reached out to us and was gracious enough to provide us with a copy so that we could uh, check it out. Mm-hmm. It's printed in Canada. Really? Yeah, that's what it says in the back, printed oh. in Canada. I, I didn't read the back cover. Oh. I don't know if I should. <laughs> well, that well, when they say read it cover to cover, what do you think they mean? I don't read it cover to cover. Oh, well, then you should start doing that. Did you read the QPC code? Uh, Yeah, it's... Uh, 0012-34... There's no dashes dash. in a... A code. Anyway, this is published by Swift Pictures LLC. Uh, this is the uh, the independent company that these two operate under. Uh, it was published in 2016. It is a graphic novel, uh, so it came out all at once. Uh, our creators, we have our writer Pete Fitz, uh, who's done a lot of film work, some short films, some music videos, uh, some work with 30 Seconds to Mars and Jared Leto, which is uh, really cool. They had very cinematic music videos. 
Uh, and uh, we have uh, James Allen, who is the artist on this one. It's his first major uh, comic work, but he's done uh, plenty of visual stuff uh, in the past. Um, you can find out more about our creators on uh, the website. I believe it's darkmatterscomic.com. Yeah, you go to the About section. Uh, oh, yeah. It has a nice little write-up on both of them if you want to see, especially Pete. It shows all of his, uh, a lot of videos from YouTube of his work, which is really cool. They even signed this copy for us. I know. Thank That's you, nice. guys. That was lovely. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it. I really, really like that. It's uh, it's pretty dense, so let's just let's just yeah, jump into it. I mean, it. it's uh, it's just four really thick chapters. It's, I, uh, I'll, I'll give also, it to you. The, they're they're a little longer than the standard comic issue. I mean, it's, it's not a comic. And so like, I know this know. is this is purely aesthetic, and you know, we could talk about this later. But it's actually a lot. It's it's a fun in between size of like the standard size comic book and like a manga, to where it's it yeah. uh, it fits a little neater in the hands for me mm -hmm. personally. Uh, I really like the cover on this one. Uh, very minimal, simple. Uh, but Very it does catch simple. your eye. Mm -hmm. It does catch your eye. Uh, now, I, I do have to... I'd be remiss if I wasn't pointing it out. Dark Matters is... Uh, isn't it a TV show as well? Or a yes. movie? Yes. Thank, thank you, Substitute Fact Checker Desi, who's doing Greg's job. Personally, I would have gone with something, you know, not... All, not I don't want to say not already used, because it's not the same thing. Like you're not right. like creating a TV show. But something to stand out more. But there is a larger... You know, story here. There's a lot of lore that we're right. not getting yet. This is just the first book of yeah, many there, coming there, out. There's too. plans for a lot more, so I'll I'll give it to you. Anyway, though, cover all black, lots of white ravens. Yeah, is, is the bird. It could be a crow. I can't tell the two apart. I really think um, they could have also slipped in some airplanes in here, I and I wouldn't have noticed. Well, yeah, you would. No, I default to raven though when it's when it's a black bird. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you know, literary devices. Yeah, uh, it comes a wrapping, wrap, wrap, wrapping. So anyway, chapter one. Baltimore. No, chapter one is not in Baltimore. Chapter one takes place in the Namib Desert in 1918. You know what country that's in, Davis? Africa? Namibia. Africa's uh, not a country. Africa's totally a country. No, it's not. It's a continent, I yes. know. Damn it. Uh, so, 1918, we see an explosion, maybe an eruption? At first I thought, I was like, oh shit, mushroom cloud. But then also, mm -hmm. hey, 1918, totally didn't have that yet. To be fair, if you didn't say... Namib Desert, 1918. I wouldn't know where we were. Yeah, uh, I, I would have thought. Looks you kind know, of, it looks kind of fantasy-ish. Mm -hmm. You know, we well, we had this toppled obelisk. Yeah, with like a face halfway put in the mud in there, mm -hmm. and then some. You know, this cool glowing pool. Yeah, that pool is glowing like a lot. What's in there? What's in there? Magicy? Oh well, there's there's a dude in there. Wait, I, the dude's not glowing though. No, he's not. Well, eh, kind of. But then the other dude's in there. He's just you know. I think he was swimming in a suit for some reason. I, I don't recommend it, but... Uh. Yeah, I, I don't know if he died and was reborn, or... I mean, maybe he went for a leisurely swim. I wouldn't have, but... Uh, he emerges from this pool of water. Uh, great beard. Great beard. Absolutely. Absolutely. A solid beard. Uh, and starts laying the groundwork for this, uh, this kind of world we yeah. live in. Yeah, he's writing a letter to his sister yeah. um, uh, about, you know, what's his work that he's doing and what, yeah, he, he's, what he's real doing. bummed about it. He's very mournful mm -hmm. uh, about what he's done. Uh, apparently he has played a part in an upcoming cataclysm. And uh, now he finally gets a conscience. Great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks chief. Yeah, he, and as this happens in his giant um, uh, mansion castle. castle, that's pretty badass. He is packing up a, a book for his unborn son. Yes. Uh, it's a book and a medallion combo. So nice twofer. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I, d I do like the fact that he references uh, Daedalus in here. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right, nice, nice, nice. Good call back to uh, Greek history, mm-hmm. Greek uh, mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's talking about his son who has the potential to change the course of history and stop the events his father has helped set into motion. Then a small African boy comes in the room. Yep, he gives him a chess set because, well, you know, apparently they enjoyed playing chess together at one time. Yeah, and uh, as soon as he, he, the little boy sneaks in there, so he automatically grabs a fire poker. So yeah, he's on edge. The the yeah. bearded man is is on edge. Um, it's uh, we'll it, find out why though. It's it's pretty warranted. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. I don't know what you're gonna do with the fire poker though, but still, uh, it's stabby. Uh, when when you see his his antagonist, it's not really gonna help. Uh no, but you know it's at least something. It's worth a shot. Mm-hmm. He gives the boy the book, all wrapped up with money for postage and a little extra form mm-hmm. and a chess set. Mm-hmm. This kid's making out like a and bandit. the pieces for the chess set. I mean that that's important too. Yep. This kid's making out like a bandit, and he's got to go get the the book to the post, get it out there, get it mailed. They share a heartfelt hug, sends the boy off. Get out of here. Go go go. Yep. He gives his medallion to a raven. Yep. The raven's just kind of uh, chilling there on the uh, the window. window so. And he just kind of throws it to it. The raven catches it with surprising accuracy. And uh, it flies away. I think it's Beast Boy. I think it's Beast Boy from uh, from the Teen Titans. Oh, dude. That, it's not green. It's dark there. I mean, maybe it's just the lighting. I'm just saying. Like, it's not green, so it can't be fair. Beast Boy. Fair point. Anyway. Yeah. Right as the raven's flying away, Horus shows up. Egyptian god of uh, bel- fact checker Greg who's yeah. Horus the Egyptian god of Horus H-O-R-U-S um, often the ancient Egyptians national tutelary deity serves many functions most notably being a god of the sky war and hunting so uh, I, I don't think the name Horus is uh, accidental yeah is it, what I'm saying here uh, especially for this deity like figure mm-hmm uh, he looks kind of like a partially rotted body. Yeah, he, um, uh, it looks like he's real glow. It looks like algae is growing on him, glowing green. Uh, pretty menacing. Probably smells bad. Yeah, green. Uh, green energy around his hands. Um, uh, all of like uh, like uh, ghostly fire. Like yeah, ghostly fire. Ghostly fire. There we go. Yeah. Um, he's very mad at his quote unquote dog for having taken the quote unquote catalyst away from him. Yep. And then he hits him in the kneecap with a two by four with nails in it. Yeah, he beats the shit out of this guy. That I will say though, for for this being within the first like couple of pages of it, thoroughly impressed by how that started off. That was that got re- that, real that just got real, real quick. Qu- intense real quick. Um, my only question is, if you're you got the power of ghostly green fire. I don't know if I appreciate the board with nails in it, or I'm like, why aren't you using something else? I feel like you got you got more that you could offer. I'm just saying he doesn't want the wound to cauterize. Maybe he's bored. He's just having fun. Yeah, exactly. You know? why, why not? Well, he uses his ghostly powers to lift it up off the ground into yeah. his hand. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the, the older man manages to inflict a little bit of damage. He stabs him in the head, um, which immediately transports him to hell, or yeah. or something like it. I don't know. Yeah, there's 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 um, winged it's, demons. It's pretty horrific. A bunch of demons. There's a big castle. There's a big saggy titty one. Yeah, it's gross. Um, uh, basically, the guy's just like, yeah, um, you're only delaying the inevitable here, chief. Right. And like this demon kind of walks up and is talking. So I guess that's Horus's real form, maybe. Yeah. Yes, but but Horus, but Horus isn't a demon. He's a god. A deity. Yeah, that's right. Damn it. See, that's that's why you hold the book. Yep. You can quote directly because exactly. I don't want to write that part down. Um. So yeah, the 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 deity that is Horus brings him back to the real world, uh, and then sucks out his soul. He's he's dead after that. So yeah, 
So immediately the first person that we meet is dead. So uh, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty high stakes to start with. Absolutely. Uh, the Absolutely. next few pages we get a, a young blonde boy yeah. growing up in Middle America. Yep. There's Learning. Ba- there's be- Barnes and fixing beating up the bully who is uh, stereotypically a redhead that wears overalls with no shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's learning to fly a plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up getting married and has a kid. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and ends up, uh, you know, when Uncle Sam calls, ends up doing the right thing and goes and fights during WW2. Yeah, he ends up in a, uh, he's in the cockpit of a bomber. Uh, he's on a bombing run in the Pacific Theater. Uh, some fun banter between the crew members. Uh, f- fun as in it's the 1940s 40s, and yeah. they're... Very true to probably what was not considered to be offensive language at that time. I got a whole list of Polak jokes for you, Bosco. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much the only thing I can say on that. So a squadron of Japanese Zeros flies in and starts lighting up the bombers on this run. Mm-hmm. Uh, crew members are dying one by one. Just, Just getting blown away. Right. We're talking um, like bullets getting shot by bullets going through the airplane, parts of the airplane blowing up and taking people out with them. It, it's one of those where you want to go, this is ridiculous. And then you look at any historical documentation about how horrific bombers and their crews had it. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is pretty much par for the course. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, our hero, we find his name's Dagan, D-A-G-A. Did you go Dagan? I went Dagan. I went Dagan. You went Dagan? Yeah, Dagan. Okay, let's just disagree on this the entire time. Well, be fun. I, the only reason why I said Dagan is because there's actually, I don't want to I'm just going to say ancient Mesopotamian, but there's an ancient god by went by went by Dagon. Okay. So mm-hmm. that that's one of the reasons why I went with Dagan, going, you know, with this whole, you know, kind of, you know, lowercase g god theme going on right now well i'm still going to disagree with you and nope. i feel oh, like okay the, mika uh, constantly changing it back and forth between you and me will be uh disturbing and, and uncomfortable for the listeners it's cool pretty keep, excited it'll keep it. on the toes that's yeah. fine uh, so our hero dagan manages to fight his way uh with a limping plane to yep. the target and drops his payload only for all the bombs to be knocked off course by a bunch of ravens right a little confused. Yeah. I thought the Ravens were were helpful. It could be that the Ravens need to be helpful. Yes. And maybe the bombs didn't need to drop on this area in order to progress this character's kind of uh, ascent into whatever he is. I guess so. But it, it just seemed kind of like a dick move. Well, you yeah. know, well, have you ever known for a bird not to be a dick? They poop on you randomly. Birds are pretty shitty. I'll give you that much. Mm-hmm. So the payload's knocked off course, uh, and Dagan totally thrown off by this. He's he's real real upset, real confused. Yeah, and then gets hit by an anti aircraft round. Yeah, really, exactly. And if those blows, damn birds blows the side of the plane open, yeah, but he's okay. He's he's his co pilot's not. I yeah. don't know if pilot. Everyone co-pilot, everyone else is dead. Everyone's gone. Everyone's everyone's dead. gone. Uh, Dagan heroically gives his the last parachute to the wounded co pilot. It doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, he gets he's, shot down. Yeah, shredded on descent. Yeah. 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 Dagan decides to take the plane in for a crash landing. Manages to potentially survive. He washes up on a beach. At least unconscious, if not dead. End of chapter one. See, here's where you should have been like, end of book. Thanks, folks. We love... Would have been a lot more... Fun. I'm... 
fine. Don't have fun with it. I don't care. Mike, you can't force comedy, just like a poop. So, chapter two. We open with our zombie demon man in military garb, Horace. Yes. Um, he's reviewing film with a woman with a robot arm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so now we've officially... I have questions. Okay. Now, but but that just proves that now we are de- we're not dealing with oh this is our universe but this weird thing that kind of happened in the offset that no one really knows about and whatnot. Yeah. We have now delved into okay now we're dealing with a completely different loosely based universe off of this world that we're in right now. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. The lady has a robot arm. Yeah. And um, why does that throw you off? Or there's a man that has demon stuffs. I mean, it's a highly advanced robot arm, and we're dealing with bombers with propellers. You know, it, it, there seems to be a disparity between the weapons that are available in the world and this robot arm. I don't know if she needs a robot arm. Maybe there's a backstory. I want to know what it is. I'm, you don't even know if it works. Yeah, but right now I'm confused. Maybe it's just a, a fancy-looking prosthetic. It's made out of paper mache. We don't know. Good mm, paper mache. But they're reviewing film. Um, they're reviewing basically the course of the war. Uh, Hitler's move to Argentina, conspiracy theorist style. Mm-hmm. Um, Mussolini is dead, you know, unfortunate. Yeah. I like the fact that they pronounce it Argentina. Yep, they did. They did. Um, so while they're reviewing this film, a sailor enters to give Imperator Horace, badass title, right? news of a captured, gifted heterochromat. Mm-hmm. Uh, heterochromat you did not know is when your eyes have your iris no your uh yeah your irises are two different colors yeah i feel like i knew that word at some point in my life and david i've since bowie. forgotten it i always thought that was a contact no, no no david bowie and the lead singer of uh whatchamacallit uh rise against they both have that okay yeah so yeah anyway basically there's a, a pow camp just full of these two color eyed dudes yeah that's, and, that's um, what you do uh Horace, being the, you know, generous deity he is, he thanks this sailor by killing him. He's a dick. Yeah, he's, he's kind I'm of not, an asshole. It, it wasn't even necessary. Like, Darth Vader, at least, whenever he, you know, killed that one officer, it, 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 I forgot the words that he used, but he was basically not doing what he needed to do. This guy's literally, he's literally killing the messenger. I, I do like the comment of, uh, this better be important. And then he kills him and he goes, hey, this actually was pretty important. Mm. I was like, well, what a, what a dick. So we get a flashback to to Horace. Not Horace, excuse me, to, to uh, Dagon. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, he's he's unconscious, having a little, uh, little head trauma dream probably. Yeah. Uh, yep. Of his wife dying on a beach and a demon face in the sky sucking up souls and blaming him for the death of everyone. Absolutely. Uh, uh, this, now, his, his wife just gets dies by getting, you know, gunned down by some unforeseen weapon. Yeah. So, uh, he's having a great time. Um, wakes up. It's not much better. He's surrounded by some pretty chewed up corpses. Yeah. Um, uh, and yelling and angrily Japanese getting yelled at him. Yeah. Uh, so, now we go to this camp that uh, the sailor was talking to Imperator Horse about. Uh, and the camp's full of these two color eyed people. The leader of this camp, I believe his name's Omari. Let me see. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, yeah. He's basically putting all these prisoners through tests. Omori. 
Omori. O M O R I. Omori. Uh, okay. Omori. I'm going Omori. Um, yeah, he's putting all these uh, these prisoners through tests, uh, basically killing them when they fail. We're yeah. not really sure why. What's he's, what he's doing yet? Uh, I assume it has something to do with Horus. I mean, he's he's just trying to see if they're psychic. Yeah. Um, Dagon is able to pass some of these tests um, by just uh, getting help of the the ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being just generally resilient. Absolutely. You know, resourceful. Technically. Technically, I believe this is by him getting help from animals and not having any parents. I do believe he is, in fact, Disney princess level right now. That is true. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got one parent. All the other I ones mean, have you can still parent. be a Disney princess with one parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but still, a- a- animal buddies. Yeah, nice. So he passes the first couple tests, and they decide they're going to they're gonna up it a little bit. <laughs> to reward him for passing the tests, they start waterboarding him. Well... They start they 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 electric waterboard him. Right. It's uh and Which plus they, pretty... they don't they don't really water they don't waterboard him per se. They instead of simulating drowning, they just try to drown him. Yeah, I don't understand you know the scientific method here. I mean, I I don't want to defend some of the the more horrific, you know, research groups of history, but even some of the pretty terrible ones at least tried to use the scientific method. Right. They got nothing here. Yeah, no, this is... You know, yeah, this, this, this is some more guys just being a dick. I mean, he's already stolen Dagon's necklace, which is pretty shitty. That his dad gave him. Yeah. If Pulp Fiction style, he'd shoved it up his ass, maybe he'd still have it. So I think that's on Dagon. You know what? That is on Dagon for that one. So... No. So... They bring out the uh, they bring out the electric generator. Yeah, they they bring out basically. Uh, you remember the AV cart from when you were in uh, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. where they put the they just like ratchet strapped the TV down to it. Yep, and it had the VCR to go with it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they bring that out. Only it's full of car batteries. Yeah, full of car batteries and an excessive amount of jumper cables. Yeah, there's a lot of cables. Um, a lot of cables. You only need two. You only need two. You need a positive and a negative. Close well, I mean, the I mean, there's also like you know, connect them all together. So I mean, I'm also not an engineer here, but it looks to be an excessive amount of cables. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Unless you want to hook up multiple prisoners at once, but then I feel like you have to connect the circuit multiple times. I don't know. He's just a just a useless American piece of filth. Yeah. Um, Omori is really not impressed with with Dagan. Yep. Even um, though he has shown. Um, uh, uh, extreme physical resilience, possible telepathy, and heterochromia. The two, three things they're looking for, you know, with uh, whomever this person they're looking for. I, yeah, I think Omori's kind of bad at his job. He's just kind of arrogant and, uh, you know, we're just power hungry here. He, he's not really good at determining if these guys, he just likes killing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, ends up electrocuting the crap out of Dagan. Uh, but great page. Of that, absolutely. the uh, The art on this one it looks it looks completely different than anything else in the entire book. Yeah, it's it's the only page with a really a different art style. Yeah, uh, very painterly. Very you much. Know, you know, it's a lot of. Um, I mean, the, the art strokes. in the book is all digital, but there there is a brushstroke effect. Absolutely on this one. Absolutely on that particular one, which which is done very well. Um, real brutal too. Just like oh, poor poor Dagan getting electrocuted, uh, and. Unfortunately, Dagan's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Dagan's wife, you know, who now she knows her husband's, you know, MIA. She's gotten the official report, and she's pretty, pretty upset about it. Yeah. But she's trying to stay faithful and hopeful, right? Um, so she, she goes to visit his mom. Exactly. Maybe. I mean, because well, I, I will say that. Well, he in the. I don't think it's his mom. Hold on. Um, it's a motherly figure. Mm-hmm. But, I think it's his aunt. 
I'm just going with Ant on this one, not Mother. But then again, so, you know, so Dagan's Aunt dies. May, mm-hmm. uh, and and she shows him the book, you know, saying basically, look, look, there, there's a whole lot going on here. Dagan is destined for more. Uh, you just have to have faith and have hope, and yeah. your belief is going to help bring him home. Uh, so get on that, guys. Um, you know, really start thinking about him. Really start hoping. You know, mm-hmm. get it together. Don't fail because it's your fault. It's well, going to be all your fault. Well, I was going to say, in the words of the Andrew Jackson Jihad, hope is for presidents and dreams for people that are sleeping. All right, that was dark. Yep. This book's not dark enough already? Nope. But then again, as you know, dark matters. Yeah. So, Omori dumps Dagan's body in this giant mass grave, but he ain't dead yet. Nope. He's still kind of alive a little bit. And then this awesome, what appears to be Gimli's older brother, gets right. dumped in next to him. This big orange bearded man looking all tough with his half yellow, half green eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this man is basically telling Dagan, "Look, you, you need to move on. It's not my place. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna die here. You know, I, I, I'm supposed to die. You're supposed to fight on." Dagan's like, "What the hell are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. Get up. I need help." He's like, "Nope, can't do it. Sucks into the mud." Mm-hmm. Dagan reaches in to pull him out and pulls out a half rotten corpse. So was Dagan talking to a dead guy, or was it a vision, or... I, I'm not too sure. Well, I, yeah. I'm, I, I, I do like that level of ambiguity to it, yeah. because what, we're, not, we're not going to get an answer what, to Was that. it an actual corpse that he was just seeing a human, a living mm-hmm. human over on top? Or was it entirely a mirage? Right. I don't, I don't really know. Or um, was it possibly someone else that has, you know, a little bit of the same, you know... Uh, Magic who's it's in them that a little, a little gentle touch. I was like, exactly. Yeah. Instead of him being completely submerged with the magic who's it's, he has a little touch of the magic who's it's, yeah. and you know, like, and he's just able to communicate as a dead body with him. Maybe you know. So Dagan climbs his way out of this pit, and uh, he starts sneaking up on one of the guards. And this is after his eyes go completely black. Yeah. Um, there, there's no. There's, it's not like one's a black green and one's a black blue. No, they're completely just pitch black. Can, can you can you give me a uh, one of your Wolverine yells? Because he he does something pretty Wolverine in this moment. Bub. No, not that one. Oh. Berserker barrage. Berserker barrage. Berserker barrage. Yeah, he just fucking goes black eyed and just murders this dude he cracks him in the face with a rifle so hard his eyeball fucking flies out yeah real real intense um so black eyed digging is pretty pretty fucking brutal you know you don't you don't fuck with black eyed digging no so digging sees horses playing land and uh he's thinking about running away Mm -hmm. um but he realizes no it's not the right thing to do he's got to go back to the camp he's got to try and stop this he's got to save those other prisoners yeah, he's got to he's got to save some of his fellow countrymen and heterochromats. So he slings that rifle over his shoulder and he runs back towards the camp. End of book. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Um, uh, see, yeah, Mike, really, that that that's how you do that. Fine. So, chapter three. Um, I've just entitled the next three pages, Jesus Christ, it's Dagon Bourne. Yeah, he, um, uh... I mean, I I, I know I'm using the Jason Bourne reference in plastic a lot, but these next three pages, this dude just starts murking guards and brutally. All right, so, again, there's not a lot of dialogue in here, which, you know, is good, because you don't want him doing one-liners every time he gets someone. Like, here he jumps over a fence 
stabs two of them in the head with bayonets. Yeah. Like, not not on the rifle, just the bayonet itself. Just holding it by the hand. Now, if, if he would have, like, finished that with, like, a little one-liner, would have ruined it. So the way they're yeah, doing no, with no. this one, it, it's it's, well, it's, it's, it's three pages of silence. Mm-hmm. There's not a word bubble in sight. It's awesome. And he's just going through killing dudes, freeing prisoners, getting everybody guns. But they kind of hold position when Horace shows up. Horace is very disappointed in Omori. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horace suspects that the man Omori quote-unquote killed was the guy he's looking for. He's like, stupid, what are you doing? Uh, and he pimp slaps the shit out of him. The absolute shit. Like, he just, falls to the ground. Just backhands. Like, the the hand kind of, like, crumples a little bit just because he's just, eh. Yeah, and um, that's when Horace notices Dagan's necklace around his neck really, really, really disappoints Horace. He, I don't have time to kill you, Amori. Don't make me. Yeah, which I'm I'm glad he's got a busy schedule, mm-hmm. you know. Keep busy. The idle hands are the devil's plaything, you know. It's important to have hobbies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Important to have hobbies. Like podcasting, yeah. fountain pens, and succulents. It's just Ugh. gross when you say that word. God. I know it's a plant, but it sounds gross. What? You just don't like succulent plants? No. I don't like that word when it describes anything. I, I, I don't really, I can't think of anything that appropriately is described by succulent. Succulent orange juices. It still sounds gross. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Moist? Is that does that do anything for anyone? No, I'm I'm fine with that one. Okay. So, Omori takes him to the pit where he uh, he threw Dagan in. And this is when Dagan and his boys just start opening fire. Yeah, they just start opening yeah. fire. I mean, people. in the meantime, Horace does throw Omori in yeah, and to he, said body pit. Pretty and and transforms which, into his demon form. I'm just going to say I don't want to call anybody out, but if you're okay with brutally killing prisoners, you're not okay with touching a corpse. I mean, he, he's really uncomfortable being in the pit, and I feel like this is nowhere near the first dead body he's had his hands on. I really love eating hamburgers, but I don't have the urge to kill a cow. I mean, I guess, but I feel like it'd be the other way, way around. Like, I, I really like killing cows, but eating a hamburger is, is too much. Like, you know, the the dead bodies had time to rot. Yeah, true. You know, so so I guess I guess the rotting factor makes it gross. But dude, you've you've done some pretty you've seen some open skulls. Don't lie to me. I know where this is going. I've i I've seen movies. He's just a sissy. He he really is. Anyway. I mean, yeah. So the prisoners open up fire and Horace is pissed. Just just demons up. And just start sucking the souls out of everyone. The entire camp. They're not even near as the camp. Well. The like, pit is is like yards and yards from the camp. Absolutely. It's it's like a life stream just getting sucked out of the area. Yeah. And, and everyone. Apparently charging them up too. Yeah. It is just um uh like Onimusha. I don't know what that is. PlayStation two game, Samurai's. I never had a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. He's got this glove that absorbs souls and you fight things you oh. That's pretty brutal. I mean, if a soul is, is you know, supposed to go to heaven or hell or whatever afterlife you believe in or be reincarnated or whatever, taking away somebody's soul is pretty fucking horrific. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're eternal soul. Yeah. Pretty terrible. Uh, so, Horace, you're, uh, you're not so nice. Yeah. But he absorbs everyone's soul. Yeah. Except, except for Dagon. How? Uh, Why? So, I believe it's because in this situation... 
he can take it out if you have the same color eyes. But if you have different, it just goes in like a loop. You're, you're just going for the eyes here? No, I'm pretty sure he's special. I, I think there's something else there, but maybe. Who knows? Um, no, 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 no. Your, your entire theory is gone because the camp's full of heterochromats. That's true. So, uh, Dagon's resistant. Uh, but he can still beat the crap out of Dagon with his telekinetic green fire stuff. Right. Except he gets a little help. Yeah, it goes all Alfred Hitchcock here. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, birds just come in, all, all the, the ravens. The uh, the bird going through his hand. Yeah, like, okay. That, that's brutal. Um, I'm not one to shy away from violence, but even at this point, you're just like, this is, this is just, you know, gore for gore's sake, and I appreciate that. I do, too. But, I, you know, not, not everybody does, is all I'm going to say. Uh, they're wrong, but still. Yeah, he, he rips one of the birds in half after the bird just... Yeah, he, he, like, shoos all of them away except for one, which he rips in half, which I feel is uncalled Show for. Show force. You know, but, like, you shoo them all. You don't just kill them all. No, shoo, shoo, and you. Like, come on. Like, why why one is so harshly treated and the rest of them are fine? But in that time, Dagon was able to run away. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. Um, one of the birds got the necklace back. Yeah. Horus is... Getting out of there. Yeah. He's gotten wind that Hiroshima's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got to go there for some reason. I don't know yet. Um, but Dagon runs away. One of the birds gives him the necklace. Uh, he's on the lamb, and he stumbles upon a Japanese... Shit ton of cats. Well, yeah, that was weird. I wasn't going to talk about that because it confused me and made me uncomfortable. It's like a cat shrine? Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing in Japan. I feel like it could be, but I also feel like that's a stereotype, and I'm not sure. Because it sounds like something you'd make up about Japan, but it also sounds like something that would totally be in Japan. Yeah, yeah. That's like I found out apparently there's like 400 cats that reside at this one museum in Moscow or in Russia. Why? Uh, to keep mice away. Cause 400 seems like a lot. How many mice do you have? I don't know. It's Russia. I don't know anything about Russia. That's why I'm not saying anything more about it. Fair. So, Dagan ends up finding a, a Japanese airbase... And steals a zero. Yes. Good for you, Dagan. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, one of Horace's little, uh, I don't know, I, I don't want to call him a right-hand man, because maybe he, maybe there's like a whole group of these weirdos. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's lower in the chain of command than him. Um, but so this dude's name is Ripton? R-I-P-T-O-N? Ripton? I called him Scarface. All right, Scarface. That I mean, he, well, we, we can call him Ripton, but he's got scars on his face. He does have scars It looks on like his a face. bear, like, slapped him. You know, which, um, why are you fighting bears, dude? You should know better. I mean, I know you're super strong and stuff, but like. I wrestled a bear once. Yeah, that that was a good band at one point. That was a line from Gary Busey. Really? Yeah, it's from that show, I'm with Busey. I didn't watch that. Oh, it was horrible. It was really weird. Yeah. Uh, But this dude just jumps onto the canopy of the plane. I didn't know you could do that. I wouldn't. But Dagan flies off into the sky. He's still there. He's still there. Punches his way through the canopy, and a scuffle ensues. Terrible place to have a fight. I do like the fact that he he he, he tries to you know fly one of the airplanes. Yeah. And he looks at it. He goes, "Oh wait, yeah, it's in Japanese." Like that's fine. Like I don't understand. <laughs> he suddenly remembered Japanese. I don't. No, no, it's one of those like, oh, I can do this. Oh shit, it's in Japanese. All right. Uh, Dude, he still manages to make uh, it work. No, no, no. Well, I mean, hell, this was back when airplanes you had like a switch on it. Yeah, what if you moved that switch? Have you ever tried getting in a car that's not yours and just turning on the windshield wipers? Yes. 
It's confusing. It's uncomfortable. No, it's all. It's only like it's only one or two places. It's always on the um uh, the the steering column. In yeah, some and, way, shape, or and form. does yours go up or down? You twist it. No, twisting is the speed, the variable speed. But when you're setting the main movement, there's you know, there's one, there's two, there's three, usually right. maybe a fourth. Yeah, but I get it. Does yours go up or down? Mine goes down. Mine goes up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know how you solve that? You move it one direction. If it doesn't move, you try the other one. But it does because that's how you get it to just do three. Just bop, 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 and then it stops. It's real confusing. I... So we're definitely talking about comparing flying an airplane to turning on your windshield wipers. Well, to be fair, I have an American car. And I but... have a Japanese car. So, see, there you go. That survived the windshield the wipers of Hiroshima. in the Zero are going to be on a different spot. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Is you know it's a little confusing, uh, so the scuffles ensuing on top of the canopy, uh, but Dagan, badass move, grabs the flare gun and puts it in his mouth. And I I, I will say the the drawing they have of this dude's face getting il- like illuminated from the inside out like a jack o' lantern. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it it confused me at first why his head just didn't explode. But instead, the energy just goes into his body. I guess he's super resilient. That's cool. I mean, it's it's comics. It makes sense. I mean, sense. yeah. Well, he he was able um, to punch through the canopy of a yeah. He just he just glows plane. and ignites, and mm-hmm. then plummets from the plane into the ocean. And then Hiroshima. Well, Dagan also notices the uh, the the radio's out, and the scuffle that got damaged. So that that's going to be a problem when you are a Japanese Zero flying towards the Americans. With no radio contact, not firing your weapons, Mm -hmm. in a time where Zero's frequently engaged in kamikaze tactics. Right. Uh, If you can't radio in, you're going to have some problems. Yeah, that's uh, definitely definitely, definitely problems. Because he's dealing with a battleship at this time, too. But like you said, uh, Hiroshima, um, Horus just goes flying out the top of the mushroom cloud. Yeah, um, all glowy uh, and green, uh, Doctor Manhattan style. Was he just at the bottom, just absorbing souls? Is that was was that the, the thing? I, I, mean, I was confused by why he was there. Like, what was the point of why he was at it's Hiroshima? Not, it's not like he was helping more people die. He didn't stop it from happening. Hmm. And, I don't wh- know. and why is he popping out of the top like a, like a ignited cork or like like a Looney Tunes cartoon where you light somebody's tail on yeah. fire and they go, yeah, you know what I'm talking not about? I did get the impression that this is the start of a longer. I think this can be significant later. Maybe. I think that's that's the impression I got because I was confused as well. Like, why does he have to be there? It's not like he stopped it. Maybe yeah. the bomb didn't really work and he was just and there absorbing souls. Maybe he dressed up like Little Man. <laughs> maybe placed the actual bomb. Maybe he is the Enola Gay. That would be that'd be tricky. Yeah. What about those American pilots? Did they just sit on him and they were There was no American pilots. Controlled? Hiroshima was an inside job. You heard it here, folks. Radiation can't melt wooden. <laughs> First, I don't. I got nothing. I got nothing. That, that's fair. <laughs> so, we see the detonation. Not much you can do about it in a Japanese zero. So Dagan <laughs> flies his way towards a destroyer who's monitoring from from the water. Uh, they're they're not having that. And the last panel is a again. Uh, it ends with uh, it ends with a full page. Of just him flying, oh, the clouds in the back—they look wonderful. As far as like that kind of just looking like yeah. that Japanese drawing style with very thick lines. Yeah. Um, uh, but we see his tail's getting shot. Yeah. By yeah. this, yeah, he's getting shot down. End of chapter three. Yeah. 
chapter four picks up. Well, I'm gonna say, um, great cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Every every everyone so far has had a nice cliffhanger to hook you in. Um, I said my only problem with that is it's a graphic novel. I'm gonna finish it. If this was a monthly, you know, maybe a floppy, I mean, maybe I'd want to keep going. See, I, I don't think, know. It's it's a weird complaint. I'll admit. I don't, I I, I yeah. like it. Well, if, well, if you're planning on spacing this thing out instead of reading it one full run, ending the chapter like that really helps. Like, all right, I'm just get to this one issue and just David, Davis. <gasps> this this is America. Who has self control and restraint? Well. Well, Mike, can, no, no, not going down that road. Not, mm-mm, nope. I was hoping you'd take the bait. Nope, not going down that road. Chapter four, Dagan wakes up in an allied hospital. Uh, we find out he jumped out at the last minute uh, and survived falling way too far into the sea. Um, yes, with this, no parachute, just wearing a jaunty pair of capris. Yeah, uh, I do I do like the capris. Um, maybe his beard slowed him down, I don't know. I don't think he should have survived it, but he's also... Kind of magical. So, cool. Uh, he meets Gareth. Gareth Callahan. Yeah, a man who lost his leg when the Indianapolis went down. Mm-hmm. And he meets Sarah, a female pilot, who he says a mildly sexist thing about, but it's the 40s, so it makes sense. Right. Um, there wasn't a lot of female pilots. You know, it, it's it's okay to be skeptical, I guess. Uh, she talks about his balls. Yeah. Um, not in a fun way, though. No, she, she, she says he's got big balls. Yeah. Um. He is wearing a paper gown, though, so maybe she saw them. I'm not sure. Mm, possibility. But she's from the USSR. Yeah. Yes, she was part of the Night Witches. So so tough old broad. Mm-hmm. Tough old broad. Um, you know, they, they get to know each other. Unfortunately, our, uh, our scar-faced friend has also infiltrated this hospital. As a janitor, painting walls and junk. Yeah. Um, uh, our scarred up friends in the hospital, and he goes on a killing spree. Night, um, just first he murks a doctor, then he yeah. murks another well, doctor. Well, to be fair, he gets found out. That's why he starts killing. I guess he was going to try and do he it He doesn't discreetly. get found out. The guy's like, can I see your identification? Whoops. Slice. Yeah, it was, that was a pretty intense reaction, too. Mm-hmm. Let me see your ID. I feel like if he's going to disguise himself, he should have figured out an ID situation. But anyway, um, Sarah, being the badass she is. Uh, tries to shoot him, and unfortunately, he takes a human shield. Uh, well, yeah, that's the the easiest shield to have. Whoa. What? 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 The easiest shield to have is a human shield? Yeah, you, just th- you throw someone in front of you. They're not expecting it. It's, it's really hard to carry on a giant metal riot shield all the okay, time. Okay, fine. I'm not going anywhere where I might get shot with you then. Jesus. Okay. So we're not going to the quarter? <laughs> that's why we're in... <laughs> That's why we're in the CBD, Davis. <laughs> topical humor. Topical humor. Yeah. Um, Dagan being Dagan. He goes into black eye mode. Yep. Uh, now, mind you, he's still in his paper gown, still with an IV, you know, pole mm-hmm. dragging behind him. He smacks him in the face with it. Yep. And it breaks it into, like, a cutted edge. And then the guy that he's, the woman that he's used as a human shield, he stabs her through the throat. Just to get to him. To be fair, though, she was already dead. Most she, she took a couple, you know, at least a few. He stabs him in the mouth. Good. This dude's a dick. He is. And then a Russian lady goes in and shoots him through a window. Yep. Shoots him right through a window, falls. Uh, they're also elevated, at least second floor, so mm-hmm. it's probably going to hurt a little bit. Oh, yeah. But when they look out the window, he's, he's gone. not there. 
Uh, I do. I, I do like the. That was just. I I I, I love the Dagon line where he's like, "Yeah, I killed this guy before," and she's like, "Yeah, I could see that." After all this nonsense, Gareth has managed to pull some strings and get uh, some planes to fly him out. Mm-hmm. Dagon's very very uh, off adamant. the radar. Yeah, no one no one knows they're on the manifest for it, which is illegal. Very. But Dagon. But is, it, listen, um, this is during a time of war. All right. Yeah, war does not usurp. Fair commerce, Davis. Uh, t- tell that to the Lusitania. <sighs> Never forget. Dagon is very adamant about different planes because he doesn't want these people getting mixed up in his own nonsense. Mm-hmm. He knows the whole reason all this happened is just because of him. Right. You know, um, as they're saying goodbyes, we get to see Sarah being a badass. You know, they're, 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 again, not like she wasn't earlier. There's a little sparring session out on the tarmac, and she's just kicking the crap out of these male soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want to know more about her. Yeah, well, I I do kind of see her as like a Black Widow proxy. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it as well. But still, she's like like a, she's like a you know. To be fair, I read this twice and I forgot entirely that she was Russian. I missed well, that part entirely. Well, they don't. Well, they don't play the. They don't play her dialect in the actual yeah, narration it, it, it's itself. Like it's, it's a line, but it doesn't really come up. That you know, for better or worse, they don't really rely on those tropes you know um, um I, I just i just want to point one thing out about this uh the previous scene uh where they're you know it's they're they're, they're talking uh dagon and gareth are talking mm-hmm. and um uh it's like we're not in any of the flight records we're, we're here all the way home any files from our time at the hospital wiped out once we leave this tarmac it'll take herbert hoover to find our asses <laughs> dagon makes it back to the states and is reunited with his wife and son. Reunited and it feels so good. You know, there, there's some heartfelt hellos. Everybody's uh, excited. Dagan's kid's a little nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I don't know if daddy's going to want to see us. Why? I don't... But maybe maybe, maybe the little little heterochromat child mm-hmm. knows a little bit more than the rest of us. Yeah. Just saying, it's like he, he, was, he was worried that you wouldn't want to come home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They try to adjust back to normal life, uh, so they're going to throw a welcome home party that day. Okay, yep. why the fuck is the star, the the whole reason they're in the party, why is he working the grill? 1940s? You can't get anybody else to work the grill. This poor guy just came back from a incredibly harrowing experience. Here's my here's my other thing on that one. Um, uh, They're supposed to be rationing right now, because it is still during the war. Well, we don't know how long he was in that hospital okay. post Hiroshima. That's a good point. You know, so maybe maybe I, the rations. Re- hey, if an American hero can't get a damn hamburger for his, you know, you barbecue, you are absolutely correct, sir. You are absolutely. I, I, you know what? We should start that program. Hamburgers for heroes. Yep. I can't. Heroes on Hamburger Hill. I don't cook. Oh. That was a rough point in American history. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I will say, by him cooking on the grill, it gives us that this this wonderful, wonderful piece where just someone is just talking to you, just yeah. talking. Well, this and well, talking. It's and fucking it's, it's talking. somebody else who, not to minimize that guy's experience, but he managed a like a munitions factory or something like that, right? Um, and he's trying to relate to a man that just came back from a POW camp. Yeah. Uh, it's like hi, yeah, they, yeah. How flat are my feet? <laughs> yeah. And then he just gets the visual image of just slamming that dude's face into the grill. Yeah, Dagan's dealing with some PTSD here. Yeah, it's definitely rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, some things uh, some things start triggering him. There's there's you know there's, there's the smell of the smoke. A kid falls down and starts screaming. He has a flashback and loses it, knocks the grill over. Yeah. Um, he runs inside, but the party goes on. He's embarrassed. Fair, mm-hmm. you know. I, I I could see it. I mean, it's the forties. And I will know. say, as soon as he's as soon as he got back, he has not been seen without a drink in his hand. Well, it's the forties. So what do you do when you have emotional trauma as a man? Yeah, you drink. You quietly drink. Mm-hmm. You know. So that I mean, that, that's what the psychiatrists recommended at the time, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, you're. Uh... Yeah, you're not wrong on that one. Yeah, so unfortunately, he doesn't really have a lot of recourse to deal with his problems. You know, he's embarrassed, but he goes and uh, and sees his son, get a little, little love, a little comfort. Mm-hmm. And his son, while they're saying, you know, I love you, good night and everything, son goes, thanks, Daddy. Well, well, for what? For protecting us from the man of green fire. What? How do you know about this, little Gavin? How do you know? And then the next panel is dad Yes. Yeah. Pretty detailed butt and negligee. That good is job, a, guys. That is a really good butt. Good job. That is a really not, good butt. Not vulgar, though. Not vulgar. No, no. It's not like she's wearing, no. like... She, it's not like she's wearing crotchless panties yeah. with something like that with, with nipple pasties. No, she's just wearing, like, a nice bra and panties. But the moment you see that scene, mm-hmm. you know exactly what's about to happen. Brown chicken, brown cow. What? Brown chicken, brown cow. Oh, okay. Dagan's finally home with his wife, Eleanor. It's been years, maybe months. I don't know. It's been a while. So she's going to give him a little welcome home. Um, unfortunately, little Dagan's not having it. No, he's, he's you know? not. Uh, can you blame the guy? I mean, he's been through a lot. He's I understand. Shit. I, yeah. I, I get that. I understand It's that. unfortunate, and then, though. You know, and, but that's, but the- that's the last thing he needs right now is another shot to his confidence. True. True. I mean, hell, he just got back home from war. The first thing you want to do is, you know, drink a beer, smoke a cigarette, and blow a load. Mm, so make love to your wife would be the terminology I was going to use. Today. Nah, nah, it's blowing a load. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, as he, they both go to bed disappointed. Uh-huh. Which um, uh, been there, is, it, been it, there. It, it, it happens. Yeah. As as she said, yeah. it happens. Uh, he wakes up to a uh, a vision. You know, a little, little, little flashback. He's seeing Omori, where his wife is. So he just starts choking the shit over. Yeah. Um, and uh, good on her. She manages to push him off as he snaps out of it. Really doesn't help anybody in the morale department. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes up in the attic and starts reading that, uh, that book. Yeah. That book that Grandma said only Dagon can read. Uh, I'm worried about where that's going to go. Yeah. Uh, but the seasons pass and the crows accumulate on the tree. And Dagon drinks more. And he throws a bottle at a snowman. Well, fuck that snowman. Talking shit about my service for this country. Bastard snowman. Yeah. We get an interesting meeting with some FBI agents. They uh, they come in. D- Dagan comes home, and he sees two FBI agents at the table. There's a big knife next to a pie. That's a big knife for a pie. Mm-hmm. Big knife for a pie. Uh, and one of them is showing his son how a 9mm sidearm works. I knew how a 9mm. First of all. Yeah, that was actually, I'm going to jump in. That was like, I saw that. I'm like, this is very casual. Yeah. And neither parent is particularly freaked out about this. I, well, I mean, it's the FBI. How, how much, you know, how, how much are you really going to say? It's uh, America. I was about to say, okay. I... Dagan opens... These are red-blooded Americans. They're not frightened by the mere sight of a gun. 
Yeah. This is this is this is the middle of Roy Rogers using Indians to describe Native Americans. Bang yeah. bang, Rudy Tooty, point and shooty, American. Drinking his booze in his house with these you know, government agents in there. Again, um, uh, I'm going to say great tactic for getting your wife and son out of the room. He mm-hmm. just opens by cursing, so she shuffles the kid out. She's like, come on, honey, let's let's get out of here. Let's <laughs> so what the fuck do you want? Yeah. yeah, they start asking some probing questions about what happened at that hospital, which they shouldn't have this intel according to Gareth. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't even know he was there. Yep. But they do. Uh, but Dagan being the... Paranoid, you know, alcoholic that he is. Dealing with mystical shit. Yeah, gets him out. Gets him, gets him the hell out of there. Um, they immediately go to a bar and make a phone call. Found him. He's got a kid with the same pair of eyes. Color me paranoid. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're with the FBI. No. CIA? Yeah. Culinary Institute of America? Exactly. Cool. Yeah, I can I can dig now, that. Now these are Horace's men. Mm-hmm. So, Got some men on the inside. Yeah. Uh, we get back to Dagan's house. It's the middle of the night, uh, and we find him outside with Gavin, who's looking up at the sky. What do you see, son? The man of green fire. He found us. And there is the man of green fire. Fucking Horace, all naked and glowing, levitating in the air. I think he's Dr. Naked. I don't know. Stuff. You can't really tell. Oh, he's got a Ken bulge, so yeah, I'd, I'd say naked. I'm, I'm going naked. Uh, end of chapter four. End of book. Great way to leave us with questions, guys. At, I hey, need answers. Hey, you you said you really liked the cliffhangers. At every Yeah, sing- but that one's not an answer. I need answers. Um, you can't leave me on a cliff. My grip's going to fail at a certain point. I'm going to fall. Mike, we all fall sometimes. Let's dig into some of the... Uh, the themes mm-hmm. and the pieces of this book. Um, the melding of historical fiction and fantasy, I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, well, especially going with, you know, everyone's favorite topic to write about, World War II. Well, that's what I was going to say is it's World War II. You know, there's plenty of historical fiction about World War II. Mm-hmm. But World War II in itself is so intense and graphic and grandiose and crazy that you almost don't need to add anything to it. Right. You know, so you usually don't see... You know, a lot added to the historical fiction of World War Two, And then there's this whole fantasy element that gets added on top of it. Right. Like, I know you're reading the uh, the, the Red Rising and Uber series. Uber, not Uber. Red Rising. Yeah. Uber. But Red Rising is different. But Uber, Uber, yes. Uber yeah. is a... Uh, but even then, that's more a sci-fi twinge. You know, yeah. it, it's not a far stretch to believe that the Nazis with all their crazy science experiments managed to make one of the crazy ones work. Right. It's a much bigger stretch to think there's a giant demon with magical powers... You know, Indiana um, Jones. Oh my God, this guy's Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the the Dark Matters. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, all, all I'm gonna say is I I I like the attempt at that. Let's let's try something a little bit different. Let's keep it in the historical fiction, but let's let's let's, let's add these fam- fantasy mm-hmm. elements. Let's do something a little different. You know, I've never seen that before. Uh, so that was a really cool thing. Uh, the lore of this universe, I'm I'm very intrigued. Yeah. You know, we see these little bits and pieces here and there where you go, like, like Greg said, with the horse flying out of the explosion. There's more there. We just don't know what it is. Right. Like, I, I, I imagine there's an entire book about Sarah you know, as a character, just, just being all badass and cool. There's so much going on in the background. You just get little teases in there. And, and, and they've said 
on their website and in the book that there's so much more material they have. They just haven't written it yet. Right. You know, so get on it. Let's go. Yeah. I want to know what happened. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually emotionally invested in some of these things. I have a lore problem. I need to know all of it. Uh, You you do have a lore problem. I know it's, it's pretty destructive. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you're not a doctor who fan. Oh, I, it's too much, too much for me. I I stay away because for my own good. Um, also it's very cinematic. Uh, the, the writer, Pete, has a lot of film experience. Uh, so you, you kind of see that, you know. Um, yeah, it, def- it definitely feels like a really advanced storyboarding with everything is how they lay out, like how all the individual panels are kind of laying out like shots. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like when you see a novelist come into comics, you kind of, it feels like pictures added to a novel. When you see, you know, like Ta-Nehisi Coates on his Black Panther stuff, that political, you know, influence of his experience really colored how he started that first arc and in this one it definitely does feel like that advanced storyboard like you said uh not not a bad thing but it's just it's it's a different way a slightly different way of telling a a comic style story which is interesting um art we'll talk about the art arts uh art's interesting art's good uh it's very digital so you have to be okay with that like it's it's i mean if you're used to a more traditional style it, it it can be a little jarring. That's true. You know, it's it's definitely not what you expect from you know your mainstream comics. So if that's your experience, it's gonna take some adjustment. Right. You know, um, a lot of those mainstream comic artists, especially with Marvel and DC, and even a lot of image work, um, it's a lot of it's still digital. Right. But they use effects that mimic pencils and mimic more traditional analog forms of uh, visual creation. Right. So seeing a, an art form, you know, the art version not embrace that, really embrace that digital aspect can be a little jarring if you're not used to it. Uh, but, I mean, at no point does it take you out of the story. Right. You know, I, I've read comics done in pencil and regular ink on paper that the art is just so odd for my personal taste that I couldn't read it. Yeah, you the... Once the uh, oh, what was it the Amori Wars the Coheed and Cambria comics the first mm-hmm. three issues were great like drawing wise they were wonderful they're fantastic and then they got a new guy and it kind of just ruined everything for me after that and I kind of stopped reading it but uh, you're you're right the the artwork it's not like this it, it's not as I don't want to talk shit on it but it's just not at that level of Marvel or DC or Image Comics, yeah. but it's it's done. It, it at least shows that it's it's done by you know it's it's actually done by hand. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're expecting Marvel, DC, Image level work, those are the best in the business. True. They've been doing this forever. You know, so if, if you're expecting that kind of style and that level of experience, funding you know, you're not getting yeah. it from an indie book. You know. And yeah, and, and this um, is. I mean, I, I, this also, this one does not. There's no, there's no ads in it. There's no, nothing. There's nothing does, else. Yeah. And it's actually, it's funded by them. Yeah, you know, you know, it, it's it, it's a true indie project. It's not even an independent creation under a larger umbrella where it's like, oh, you guys get to keep the rights and we'll publish it. It's all self done. It does have an ISBN though. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Good for you. So you can sell it in stores. But um, I'm excited to see how this artist grows. This is his first comic work. You know, so seeing how he evolves from here, I mean, not to, I don't want to sound creepy, but the bedroom scene, symmetrically, 
the bodies look great. The the placement uh, of that image. There's there's a lot of scenes where there's no dialogue. There's just the physical placement of the bodies tells you everything you need to know. When you see that him in the background closing the door and her butt in the foreground, mm-hmm. you know immediately what's going to happen. It changes the entire tone of the direction of that moment. You know, he, he just comes from this weird moment with his son of, of love into how do you, how do you know about the green fire guy to straight into this moment with his, his beautiful moment with his wife. Yeah. And, and that was captured perfectly. And not every panel does that. I'll admit. Um, but it's there, you know, his, he has an eye for it and I'm excited to see how he evolves, especially within that medium. Right. You know, uh, I just want to see how he's going to evolve with, you know, how we're going to, you know, slowly see these characters kind of reach their final form as yeah. far as like, because yeah. it, as consistent as anyone is, there's going to be little small tweaks that get made no matter what. Well, I, I think, I think we get a little spoiled, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in reading DC, in reading Marvel, in reading Image, you know, those bigger publishers, and Image, quote-unquote, indie, but it's the largest non-Big 2 publisher as it is. Yeah. You know... for And it's been around for 25 years I now. mean, unless you have one of these really, really, really long, long runs, like years and years and years, mm-hmm. you know, the, the vision at the beginning ends up kind of being the vision at the end. There's not much growth of the creators, you know, the characters might grow, but that's entirely planned. You know, the, the, the creators know who they are and they know what they do. And, and their growth is so minimal because they're already, you know, well-versed in their craft. So mm-hmm. their advancement is so small mm-hmm. in this. It's, it's like you're, you're, you're listening to a band's first record. Like you compare your favorite weapon by brand new to Dejan Tendu. And the amount of growth that happened between those two is incredible. Yeah, you know, it's it's you almost wonder if it's the same band. Like it, you know, the voice sounds the same, but the influence, the the style is so drastically different. There's a little bit, you know, of, of call over, but not a lot. See, and that's well, or or even com- well, even comparing, um, uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna stick with brand new between your favorite weapon and uh, the devil and God are raging inside me. That's not the same band. No, that's completely different. Absolutely. You know, so so it, it's more like a, an audio artist like that, where you get to kind of see growth. You know, you come in on the ground floor of of somebody who doesn't have a lot of comic experience, puts out a a good product, mm-hmm. but you still have a lot of room to grow. You know, a, as an artist, as a writer. Um, so if you are you know into that, it's a really cool opportunity to do something like that that you don't get from a lot of your your more major titles. Hmm. Uh, so let's let's jump into the ratings. Uh, you want to go first or should I? I'll go first. Okay. I am uh, going to go borrow on this one. Yeah? Yeah. I, uh, it's, again, um, uh, you know, the fantasy uh, style, fantasy uh, historical nonfiction fantasy and whatnot with it. Not in my wheelhouse. Um, uh, Fair. Not like that. I don't know. I've, I've kind of gotten out of, like, fantasy stuff as far mm-hmm. as, you know, um, uh, Ooh, there's demons and fairies and everything like like uh, I'm just gonna call it English crap. Okay, that's that's, that's like yeah. like yeah. that English fantasy style to where it's like that Tolkien shit. Yeah, that Tolkien shit and that C.S. Lewis garbage. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's not really garbage, but I don't know. I I, I just gotten out of that recently, and uh, you know, uh, it, it 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 was it was good. It's a solid read. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, but you know, it's just not something that I will be um uh, you know going out of my way to find 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's a fair assessment. I mean, it's, yeah. What about you, Mike? How are you feeling about this one? For this one, uh, I'm going by. And, and I'll tell you why. It's not like the book doesn't have its problems. I, I'll admit 100%, you know, it is a independent work by newer creators. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have issues. Um, there's a lot going on that doesn't get addressed. You know, and, and yes, there's more to come. But if these creators never get there, I have open-ended questions that never get answered. Uh, the pacing. There's some problems with pacing. You know, there's, there's certain moments that are really, really, really drawn out. And other ones that just kind of get bulldozed right through. I mean, the first three books, the first three chapters, they seem to go at the same steady pace. And then this last book... It's, we go from, okay, you're in the hospital. Okay, now we're out of the hospital. Okay, now you're back at home. Now this is happening. Mm-hmm. It just felt, the, the last book just felt really, yeah. the last chapter just felt really rushed. And the airplane scene takes like three pages, but his like development as a child also takes like three pages. Like, yeah, and, and I, I get that you're trying to get that out of the way to tell the current story, you know, but, but it, it, does, it does feel a little disjointed with, with the disparity and the pacing. Uh, and then for me, this might be, you know, a personal thing. Uh, I don't find a motive for the antagonist. And there is probably lore that they haven't touched yet that will eventually explain that. I know what he's doing. I know what his goals are. I don't know why he's doing it. I mean, he's, he's, he's an evil deity. That's it. I know, but for what end? Is he trying to rule the world? Is he trying to end the world? Is he going to absorb the world into his hell? Where does Dagon fit into this? I need more on that. And, and, and I'm sure that that's already written yeah. from the way they phrased it. Well, you know? To that point, on their website, it gives you a little more insight into that, but it's definitely not in the book. Yeah. Because on the website, it says he's behind everything since, like, the Black Death, since this and that. This is all stuff that's, like, before you read the book, it's up on their website. And so this character has, and he seems to interrupt the flow of death. Souls go to the afterlife mm-hmm. via ravens, which we keep seeing. Odin, all these references to that. Yeah. And he's disrupting that. He absorbs souls and he messes with that. So there's some, there are well, some well, nods so, in the well, description, so that, but, so but, that, is, but the book doesn't seem to address is it. Is his goal to continue that position? Mm-hmm. Or is his goal to eventually have a an end? Right. You know, right. Is, 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 is there an just, objective or is it just an existence? Is he intentionally dragging it out? Is he just bad at his job and it's you know, every war that's ever happened is not good enough? Or is, is there a reason in this? You know, what's what's the whole the whole situation with it? Uh, the plane's called Odin. This, oh, this first, the nice. first bomber he was on. It's called Odin. Good I never job. Used that. That's pretty yeah, there's a ton of that's like ravens are the symbol of Odin. Like there's yeah, clearly this absolutely. theme of Odin. By Odin's raven. Yeah, it's very much yeah. a there's a very much something that's gonna be addressed. I think his family has some ties to that, is my guess. Yeah. But I'm gonna say, um it was a very fun story. Uh, I love chapter three and a lot of chapter four. Mm-hmm. Um it does have a lot going on. Which can be good and bad. You know, uh, there's human drama, there's historical fiction, there's fantasy. Um, that might be a lot for some readers, you know. But you could also argue there's a little something for everybody. Yeah. You know, if, if you're willing to take out what you want from it. If you like um, Russian redheads. Yeah. Here's the thing. It, it's, it's, it's a good read. And I, 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 there's nothing wrong with it. There's no reason you shouldn't read it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the reason I went by is support your independent creators. You know, Marvel, DC, Image, larger scale creators, they have funding, they have backup, they have the infrastructure. This is two guys doing something cool they believe in and trying to bring something, 
you know, creative and, and, and fun to other people by their own hand. You know, they don't have the help of a larger funding source. They don't have the help of a larger distribution outlet. Right. And, and, know, and they're not at help. And help, they're not putting ads in. Help cool people make cool shit. You know, if, if that's what you want, unless you want a world where everything is McDonald's and Burger King and mainstream media, if you want cool, interesting, creative stuff, support the people making cool, interesting, creative stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if it wasn't for if this is a larger publisher, I might have gone borrow on it or maybe even pass. Just if it's not your cup of tea, you know, but support your, your small creators support the people trying to do cool things and new things and interesting things and different things. Hmm. Greg, Desi, we have you guys here. You guys read this one. Um, we've kind of given you a little bit of a mic, which is probably a mistake, <laughs> but still. Uh, do, do you guys have any further yeah. opinions that you want to really yeah. bring into this one? I, I definitely think... Um I, yeah, what you said about past was interesting because you were like, it might not be your cup of tea. I think Davis is a good example of this, right? Like, you could have lived with or without this story, not that you didn't enjoy it because it's not your cup of tea, which I kind of liked, though, as well as you were saying with Indy, was that it committed to a style. Yes. It was like, this was not very wishy-washy. It very much had a they, they look, a story. They did not try to appeal to the masses. Yeah, it was and very I, much. I appreciate that. And they, there are going to be people who will read this and go, this is the greatest shit ever. There's going to yeah. be someone, there are going to be a group of people hey, who think this there is, is a badass there story. Is one guy reselling this on Amazon who gave it a five-star review mm-hmm. and he really liked it or at least is saying that so I'll buy it from him. Mm-hmm. There you go. But still. Yeah, it was it was fun and, and the pacing was interesting and, and what was funny is that, you know, the hospital scene was actually one of the ones that gripped me the most. I loved the interaction there. That felt like top-tier writing and character development and interaction building mm-hmm. and I didn't like how it then kind of like the woman was introduced, and all of a sudden, they're like the three of them bonded. And it's like clearly these three are going to have a friendship. Yeah, there's so thing much going, yeah, going but it happened so quickly. I wasn't quite like. Well, there's I wasn't there is sold a moment. I know nothing about those two characters. I right. Know nothing. All I know is yeah. that she's a little bit about. I know nothing about the guy. What's he's, it? There, well, he's there got is, one leg. There is he's a got moment. one leg, and he's got some strings to pull. That's all I and know. Yeah, he pulled. He built a ship. There, there's a moment with the FBI agents where they ask about his accomplices. Yeah. You know, so there is more there. They're not getting swept under the rug. They're, right. Volume two, volume three. It just happened very quickly. A side story, whatever it is. But it was fun to read, and it was interesting seeing the digital style because it was like, this is a digital comic. We're not going to pretend it's not one. And that was kind of interesting to see, like, all right, what happens? It's like when you do a CGI, right? So it's like you could either use CGI to mask graphics or you can be like this is a scene of fakery this is cartoony this is something and you kind mm-hmm. of like when you do the middle grounds when things kind of fall apart yeah and i think that i liked how they sort of embraced it and then they had that one panel that one with panel him. of the painterly that was like a very beautiful contrast like i'm very big fan of contrast and so. I, I i have a lot i'm jumping around in well, but I, it was fun to read i enjoyed it the the painterly panel the page helps because it's not the whole book Yes, you know it. It, it that, that would have been hard book. to make. It, that, yeah, <laughs> because there, there, it, there, there's no clean lines to it. There, there's a brushstroke style to it, which is beautiful. But if you had to try and discern every panel that way, it was going to be tough. Yeah. Well, he's getting electrocuted. Yeah, this which is, Red Rising should, should be a little shakiness. You know, there should be a little shakiness. But that was a great like. I like. I'm a big fan of contrast. So, uh, so, 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 Greg and Desi, if you had to give it um, by borrow pass rating, what are you guys giving it? I would give it a pass. I think it reads a little bit like a storyboard. It's, there's a lot of underdeveloped characters who need more explanation. And yeah, I know it's coming in book two or whatever. But like, I would give this issue a pass until those come out. That's fair. That's fair. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think Desi's criticisms are valid, as you were saying about, like, you would like to see those characters fleshed out. And I think that's a, that is a gaping problem, is that the beginning is very glossed over, and I think the character development at the end with the, the clearly the buddies that are going to work with them later. Is, Gareth, I think, got some appropriate stuff, as I said, but I think that could use some work. But overall, I, I, I'm, with, I'm very much in agreement with you, and I didn't think of it until you said it, Mike, with it's a strong borrow, and then it's like, but you should buy it because partially, if we want to see more, you need to buy and support these guys. The yeah. digital copy is very reasonably priced. It's all online. These guys put their heart and soul into it. So I'm like, don't just buy it because you feel bad for somebody. Buy it and support a story that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And it's fun to read. Like I, I was if like, oh, I'm going to thumb through answered. this a little bit because I don't really need to read it. And I'm like, okay, let me like really sit down and read this. And it was really enjoyable, and you know, it's it's one of those things you don't have to love every aspect of it. But I think for some people, this is going to be a like grand slam, and other people are going to hate it. Yeah. So I think it's a good borrow. Mm -hmm. And um, and then if you even remotely like it, or you think this sounds remotely interesting, buy it, man. Throw the guy, throw the group. It sounds like from the preface, there's a lot of people contributed. Support yeah, these people. Uh, there's a main writer and main artist, but they yeah, did a couple help additional from extra other, writers, yeah, other influencers. Just support them. them. These are creative, yeah. talented people. None of us could do this. Um, I'm intrigued. So. Yes. I mean, if, if you guys want to read this, support these guys, uh, get it from, what is it, Dark Matters Comics, Davis? Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. There get will be it, a link in the show notes. Yes. Or the get description, it, sorry. Get it from, get it from there. Um, they have digital. They have uh, hard copies. They have everything. Don't buy it from secondhand retailers. Don't, you know, give, give, give your support to the creator if you want to support the creator. You know, give, give them as much of the money as they possibly can get out of it so they You're can here. create more cool works. You know, and more things. So on that note, I think we pretty much touched uh, everything that we can. Yeah, we've touched as much as we can. That why, why does it sound weird when you say it? I don't know. Is it because you're stroking your beard all, all sexy-like? Yeah. Yeah, creepy. I got a beard now. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. You know where to find us. Uh, jacksoftradespodcast.com, at jackstradespod on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash jackstradespod. We are on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Go ahead, leave us a review. Ratings, five stars, please. But anything helps. Uh, anything and everything. You know, um, reach out to us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want changed, what you want us to talk about. We're happy to take any criticisms, any additions, anything at all. And another quick shout out to uh, Pete for contacting us. Absolutely. It was Pete who contacted us. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, it's yes. Yeah, it's yeah, Pete. It Pete. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for reaching out, man. And we we love that, like, this is our first person who's approached us and asked us to review, as we mentioned. And, like, he was very much, you know, I'd like you to review it. And we were, you know, we told him, look, we're obviously not going to pander, da, da 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 I mean, I'm sure he knew that going in. And his response is very professional. He wanted mm -hmm. an honest assessment. He uh, listened to our show. I guess he uh, enjoyed the way we do things. And I think we did a decent job. But thanks for reaching out, man. And we love having this hard copy of it. Um, Absolutely. Or I guess it's technically paperback, but a nice physical copy. He was kind enough to sign it. Um, it's uh, It was really a pleasure to do this. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. As always, thanks, uh, Greg, with In-Depth Media for allowing us to use the studio and for contributing this one. Point, 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 and point. thank you to Daniel Desimony for uh, his commentary and his editing. Mm -hmm. I'm Mike. And I'm Davis. Have a good one. Adios. And Desi left his keys up here. <laughs>